is Tuesday morning. Gabe DeArmond here with you on Tiger Tuesday Recruiting, presented by Brandon Barnes and USA Mortgage. Brandon Barnes, the former Mizzou football player, safety and linebacker. Last week, I credited him with an interception against Texas Tech in 2003. He was quick to remind me he had two interceptions in that game. He also forced a fumble. So uh, kudos to Brandon for the glory days back in 2003. He is now with USA Mortgage, and he's the guy you need to hit up if you've got any mortgage needs. Low rates, great products, better service. Apply now at showmemortgages.com, whether it's a new house, a refi, um, I'm sure there are other things you can do with mortgages, but those are the two I know. So hit Brandon up for those. You see the office number there, 573-818-2772. Cell number is 573-590-0001. You can get them online. You can get them by email, but hit Brandon Barnes up for any of your mortgage needs. And uh, hit Sean Williams up for your recruiting needs. That's what I do. Um, Sean's on the screen now. You can see him. There he is. I just, uh, there, there'll be things that happen in recruiting. I'm like, Hey, I don't know who this guy is. What's up, Sean? And and he tells me, and then I, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. So uh, so we appreciate that. But this show, every week, we're just going to spend 20, 30 minutes talking about Mizzou recruiting. We're starting a little early because it's the, uh, it's the time of year where our schedules change every day, and sometimes we have to do things we didn't know we were going to do. So we move around a little bit. Um, Sean, you were in St. Louis last weekend uh, checking out some various people. Uh, here's where I want to start the show. Marquise Graciel is, I think, committed to Missouri. Is is that right? I mean, the conversation definitely seems to to uh, tend to agree with that. Um, just talking to him and everything, he, you know, he's going to take other visits. Um, he's already taken other visits. He's going to go back to Alabama for an official. Uh, he's pretty upfront about that. He's going to go visit Oregon for an official too. Uh, but you know, I kind of. You know, I kind of asked him, you know, like, you know, hey, you know, with these visits, you know, is it kind of more obviously enjoying the recruiting process, making sure you made the right decision? His response to that was, hey, I felt like I already made the right decision. So, you know, that kind of makes me think that it's going to take a lot to sway him from his Missouri commitment. But, I mean, Alabama's kind of a team to probably keep an eye on. I mean, he went down there in late July, and he's going to go back for an official visit there. So, um, seems like they really want him. Um don't know if they'll, you know, fill up the class before, you know, he's going to make a decision or what. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, just kind of just kind of asking about those other visits. You know, he said, you know, hey, look, I think I've already made a, the right decision. And, you know, he had obviously glowing things to say about Missouri, and, and that's why he committed there early. So um, I think it would take a lot to sway, but I think Alabama is kind of the team to watch. I don't really see yeah. him going to Oregon too far away from home. I know his family, you know – Wanting his family to watch him play is a big thing for him. Obviously, he can do that very easily at Missouri. Alabama's a little bit more of a haul, but it's not Oregon, you know. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, I think I think Alabama's going to be kind of the team to watch here going forward. But I think it's going to take a lot to swing him away from that Missouri commitment, though. Yeah, my read on Oregon and Tennessee was I don't know. It sounds good to have some other schools in there. You're going to talk about visiting. <laughs> I'll be surprised if those visits actually end up happening. And and I think we, we see that a lot. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, just as far as – and look, it's a jamboree. I, I know you're not necessarily seeing the kid play a game. Um, but he was playing some tight end. Uh, you know, it, it kind of brought back memories for some people on our board of of watching Sheldon Richardson. I covered one of his games, and he was returning kickoffs at, you know, like right. 294 pounds. Uh 
the kid, there's a reason Alabama wants the kid. I mean, this guy, if he was from Texas or Florida, like he's a kid that I feel like might be a lot more highly rated and nationally recruited. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, kind of the first thing I noticed about Marquise when I got there, I mean, he's listed at 295. I mean, he carries that weight well. It's not a sloppy 295. I mean, I I wouldn't think he was 295, to be honest with right. you. I mean, he's just a really well-built kid. Um, very uh, a lot of upper body strength there, and, and you know he showed some explosiveness in some of the in some of those plays on D tackle. I mean, he he caused a fumble. He was in the backfield a lot. Uh, I think he knocked the quarterback back about three yards on one play. I don't know if you're supposed to do that in a jamboree or scrimmage, but right. uh, he did it anyway. So he kind of showed off a little bit of flashes of that explosion and uh, and strength. Um, and yeah, I mean he's. You know, his coach said, you know, hey, we're going to line him up at tight end. Uh, he can beat people with his feet. Uh, but, you know, he was in there blocking for the most part, you know, running plays. But still, it's kind of impressive to see that. I mean, you know, in, in, in warm-ups, you know, he's lining up at wide receiver going out for routes, you know, 20 yards deep, you know. So, I mean, it's impressive to see that from a guy his size to be able to do that. So, yeah, uh, really impressive what I saw, even though, you know, it was, you know, disclaimer, jamboree, scrimmage type stuff. But uh, so we were talking about, you know, visits that kind of end up not materializing. And, uh, you know, there was a, a time in the spring where there were a lot of tweets about, hey, Isaac Thompson's going to visit here and he's going to visit there and he's going to do all this. And now he's going to visit Missouri six times during the season. I mean, it would be hard to be <laughs> any more in on a commitment uh, than Isaac Thompson seemed to be when you talked to him on uh, on Saturday morning. Right. I think the uh, just the one team that kind of emerged from all that talk in the spring was UCF. Obviously, David Gibbs, former Missouri DB coach, is down there. Obviously, they got a close relationship. You know, he told me he's they still talk. Um, he talked some to Gus Malzahn a little bit, but uh, he didn't give any indication that UCF's a big threat or anything like that. Obviously, he went down there for the, for the official this summer just to check it out. Uh, but yeah, you know, I was like, Hey, how many times you visit Missouri four times this summer? So, you know, he was down there most recently in July with, uh, you know, Ryan Wingo and, um, you know, I said, Hey, how many times you coming back to Missouri? I am going to be there for all the home games. So, I mean, he's, he's very much locked in. I don't see UCF being a threat at all to really flip him. Mm -hmm. Then the, the, the third guy you saw this weekend was, uh, was one of Thompson's teammates, uh, Ryan Wingo and uh, like, look, I've been, I know you haven't followed recruiting in this state quite as long as I have, but I assume there just is eternally going to be a Wingo that is being recruited. I mean, it started with, uh, with Ronnie and then, uh, it, the, the middle Wingo name, Wingo's name is slipping my mind, but he was at, at Missouri and, and now there's, uh, it, it was it, Raymond Wingo, I believe was the middle one. And, and now there's Ryan Wingo and, you know, I know uh, we don't have 2024 rankings out. Some do, and he's like a, a national top 10 guy. Now, that can change a lot. We got we got two and a half, right. three years. You know, uh, I see a lot of <laughs> a lot of kids that start out as top 10 guys. All of a sudden, there are 300 guys people never knew about that, that tend to right. pass them. But he is going to be a, a high-level kid and uh, seems to be fairly enamored with what uh, Drinkwitz is doing right now. Yeah, um, you know, when Ryan didn't work out. He was just working out during the scrimmage. He didn't really participate. So I didn't really get to see him with pants on, you know, running routes or anything like that. But did just catch up with him beforehand. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he I mean, he kind of he kind of said, you know, Missouri's, you know, my top school right now. Obviously, very early in the process. And in Missouri's the school he's most familiar with. Mm -hmm. He's went up there a couple times this summer. He camped there. 
the first time, and then he went back up there in July with Isaac Thompson. Uh, really likes um, wide receivers coach Bush Hamden's really tight with him, really tight with Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, really likes the way uh, Bush Hamden coaches whenever he was there at camp and, you know, how he kind of taught him uh, different things and, you know, just film reviews and stuff like that. So uh, I think those two visits to Missouri really impressed him. Obviously, he says it feels like home. Um, you know, and with, if I, you know, with Isaac staying there and, you know, signing the class, he obviously knows some other St. Louis kids that are there that are already there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's shaping up well for Missouri. I mean, they're already in, uh, very well with, you know, like you said, it's probably going to be one of the top, uh, top, uh, prospects in the 2024 class. Yeah. And Hey, if Missouri can offer 2026 20, kids, then we can't talk about the 24 kids being young. Right. Uh, but, right. Right. Yeah. We can wait for those 2026 20, rankings to drop anytime. Yeah. Now, anytime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, but like a young kid, you know, coming at, saying, Hey, such and such is my top school always reminds me like one of my favorite recruiting stories. And this would have had to be back in like, I don't know, Oh seven, Oh eight. I don't know exactly what year the kid came out, but, um, Sergio Kendall was like one of the top 10 prospects in America, right. As a, a junior in high school. And it was like February of his junior year. I got him on the phone cause Missouri had offered and, and he was from Texas and he just said in the interview, yeah, Missouri is my favorite school. I'm like, Oh, sweet. Well, we got a story here, right? Like top 10 kid from Texas and Mizzou is his favorite school. And that was February of his junior year. Legitimately never talked to the kid again. The reason Missouri was his favorite school was because he liked using Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin on whatever video game, college football <laughs> video game he was playing. He thought that was cool and they were real good then. So that was his favorite school that night. I legitimately never one time talked to the kid again. He committed to Texas in like May of his junior year, you know, and, and went on. But so point is things can change a little bit you know right, um, right. and this is different he's a st louis kid but let's not i'm not going to start hyping up you know top 10 list of 24 24 kids too early yeah and i i think going back to that obviously it seems like that kid was probably playing some uh, ncaa football 2007 or whatever <laughs> right yeah right about that yeah yeah ea sports you know before yeah, it got outlawed yeah. and and all that so right. um and um, go ahead yeah i mean Brian, just like I said, you know, he's kind of asking him, he, you know, he mentioned a couple other schools he's kind of talking to, but I mean, he's, he's, he's really just taking this thing slow. I mean, Missouri, I think is the only place he's really visited so far. So, you know, he's taking things slow. He's obviously very familiar with uh, Missouri and uh, yeah, he, he's going to take visits to other places and, you know, look, there's going to be other, a lot of other schools that offer him. So, you know, things are definitely going to change down the road for him. Right. And, uh, Hey, we do, I do see your questions guys, and we're going to get to those. We we're kind of saving those for the, the back half of this show. We want to get to, to some other things that, that we've got to talk about, but appreciate you guys who are watching live. And if you've got questions or, or comments, feel free to drop them in and, and we will get to them. Um, here in just a couple minutes uh so you were on the road last weekend we're actually the rest of us are, are planning to hit the road this weekend um Mitchell Forty is going to be up in North Kansas City where I believe that would be Dominique Orange and Edric Hill two highly rated in-state offensive linemen um hoping to send Joel Lorenzi over to Lee Summit to check out Max Wisner and I am going to make a call today or tomorrow to uh see if it is worth the time to drive over to CBC and watch East St. Louis play on Friday night. And some will say, well, of course it's worth the time. Well, it is worth the time if I can speak with Luther Burden. If I can't speak right. with him, I'm, but, you know, hey guys, I, 
high school football, if that's your thing, cool. But I like he's really good. I don't need to drive four hours to 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 validate the fact that he's really good. I'd like to be able to talk to him. So if, yeah. if, if that happens, we're planning to be at three games this week. Yeah, it's good. You got to talk to you got to talk to his people and to yep. his people. You know, it's, you know, okay. it's understandable. Yeah, and uh, another guy we haven't mentioned. I don't know if you're going to mention him. Uh, that I saw was Marvin Burks at a Carver oh, right, Ritter, right. 2023 safety. Um, first thing I noticed of him, I mean, he's he's tall, he's athletic, looks like a power five guy, wearing some Missouri gloves. He obviously uh, he okay. spent a couple days up there at Missouri uh, this summer. Uh, he was up there for the seven on seven tournament. He also uh, uh, hung out the day before at Missouri. Really likes it. Uh, so I think he mentioned Arkansas is another place he wants to go check out. But he said Missouri really feels like home. Uh, to him so that's another I mean he's a four-star kid uh, Missouri's made a really good impression on him early on really liked what I saw with him he didn't play a lot of snaps on defense at the Jamboree but uh, I mean he was in on like three tackles he caused a fumble um, really uh, instinctual kid when it comes to you know just being a safety being a kind of a ball hawk out there in the, in the defensive secondary obviously played a few snaps at wide receiver too and had a really nice impressive catch over the middle and took about two people to bring him down so he's a super athletic kid really likes missouri early on so that's another top tier kid in st louis that uh, missouri's uh, made a good impression on early on so. yeah he was he was one of the kids that jumped out when we were at missouri seven on seven thing i think it was late july i mean he mm-hmm. played both ways and like he's just i always say i'm not a scout <laughs> so if you're a d1 player I should be able to walk into a seven on seven thing with, you know, 200 kids and say, Oh, hang on. That kid looks a little bit different. Right. Marvin Burks right. looks a little bit different, you know? So, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, in-state safeties, uh, once again, want to take a quick break to remind you that this show is brought to you by Brandon Barnes and USA mortgage. Brandon Barnes, a former safety and linebacker at the university of Missouri. Now with USA mortgage, he is your local mortgage banker. They're the uh, phone numbers, the email address, Address, the website address you can get in touch with Brandon. Uh, he's got low rates. He's got great products. He is a on our message board fairly regularly. Um, you know, so he he likes to talk football with Mizzou fans. Uh, now I'm I'm sure he would uh, be willing to talk to some Mizzou football with you if you call up and give him a shot to earn your business at ShowMeMortgages.com. Check out Brandon online and uh, certainly would appreciate that. Appreciate him for being a part of what we're doing this year and being able to bring these daily shows to you guys. Um, one more thing, Sean. We'll get to the questions here in a minute, but uh, one more guy that started his season last week uh, as far as Missouri recruiting is. Uh, is concerned is Sam Horn. I think uh, the final total was 405 yards, accounted for five touchdowns, had a couple turnovers, but his uh, Collins Hill team had a big uh, big win to start the season that was, I don't know if it was regionally or nationally televised, but I do know there were some people, hey, we just lost Sean. He has turned into a, uh, he has turned into a Skype logo, so I'm going to hit Sean back. Oh, there, I hear him. Is he back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. There uh, you go. I was getting a, I was getting a call, man. Oh, so, no worries. Uh, no worries. Got it. Yeah, you got to do that airplane <laughs> mode sometimes. Uh but then I guess you couldn't be on Skype. But uh no, so so Sam Horn with the with the big start to the season, 400 yards, five, four or five touchdowns and that's kind of what you would expect out of a, you know, I got a text message Saturday morning said, "Hey man, I can tell you this, Sam Horn's good." I'm like, "Well, he's a four-star top 100 player. I would I would certainly hope he's good." Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, kind of performance you would expect. Obviously, 
a little bit of a bigger stage. You know, he's playing in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome down there in Atlanta. I think they had the Corky Co. Classic, which is always huge in the, in the Atlanta area uh, for all the high school uh, teams to kind of participate in that. So, obviously, a big stage for him. And, um, yeah, uh, when, he, when you play like that on a big stage, that's nothing but good things for Missouri, you know. Uh, and you mentioned that. I mean, you, you expect performances like that from a top 100 guy. And, you know, he, he had a couple of turnovers, but, I mean, he threw the ball 44 times. So, I mean, they're, they've got a high-powered offense. Um, I think he showed off, I mean, everything he could really show off, you know, in terms of arm strength and, and uh, accuracy. Also, wheels, too. I think he had a 24-yard touchdown run in that game as well. So, very uh, mobile, very versatile, and um, it's good to see that. I mean, obviously, he's going to play football and baseball at Missouri. So, it also it also helps, too, when you have, like, the number one wide receiver in the, uh, in the nation. To no, to. Number one player in the nation, I think. Yeah, Travis yeah, Hunter, a yeah. lot of people think he's going to be a defensive back. And, you know, I, there was a big debate on our message board. Well, they were giving Hunter too much credit and Horn not. Like, look, guys. This is what football is. It takes a guy to throw the ball, and it takes a guy to catch the ball. And if both those guys don't do their job, the job doesn't get done. And, oh, by the way, it takes a line to give them time to do that. I'll say this. It's going to confuse the hell out of me if Sam Horn wants to be number 21 in college. Like, I don't know if that's legal, uh, but that that's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, significance of if, if number 21 is, like, important to him. But, yeah, well, it would be interesting to see. I mean, I think the last time we had a 21 was, like, Heath Schuler when that – wasn't he number 21 back in was the day? Was he as a quarterback? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest. That's the first time I've thought of Heath Schuler in many, many, many years. <laughs> so, I couldn't have told you what number he was. But, yeah. Um, I, think he was tw- I think he was 21 in college. So there you that's go. the last 21 quarterback I can remember in college or NFL. Yeah, no question. I know you can't do it in the NFL. You probably can't yeah, in college. Yeah. All right. So, uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. And, and we do want to get to your questions here. We got, you know, 10, 15 minutes left in this show. Um, and Colby wants to know, besides Luther Burden, who could be the next player added to the 22 class? And I want to be clear, I don't know if Colby is saying we already think Burden is the next play. We don't know Luther Burden's timetable. It, I mean, it could happen this week, and it could happen in December, and he could end up you know, somewhere else. We don't know for sure yet. Uh, but he's saying we know about that one. That one's been kind of publicized. I mean, I don't know, Sean. There's nobody else to me that, it, that, that I know of that I'm thinking, hey, this one seems like it could happen at any time. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, the the one I can think of off the top of my head, you know, and, and hearing that question is somebody Mitchell's going to go see this weekend, Dominic Orange. Now, you know, the tides kind of turned there. I mean, he had a great workout with Missouri. Seems like he's moved up their board. Um, you know, whether a commitment comes soon, I know he's going to take a couple of officials. I'm assuming Missouri. I don't know if Missouri is going to be one of those, but obviously he's already very familiar with the with the program. So, I mean, he's kind of one I can think of that might be like the next one to commit, you know, if, if Missouri keeps pressing. So, but other than that, I mean, I can't think of anybody that's like going to, you know, maybe um, make an announcement anytime soon or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and the, I know the questions about the 22 class, but I actually wouldn't be shocked if Missouri's next commitment is like a really early 2023 kid. You know, what if it's mm. like a Logan Riker just says, hey, I just want this done. Like, I know what I want right. to do and, and I want this done, whether it's Rikert or some other in-state kid. Um, you know, I, I could see one of those kids really kind of kind of jumping ahead of some of the 
because now we're at the point with the 2022 guys where most of them that aren't committed probably aren't committed because they want to take some visits and, and, right. and do some things like that. I mean, August is generally not a very busy time uh, for commitments. Bryant was asking about, about Dominique Orange, too. And tell me if I'm misreading this situation. It, it is certainly possible that I'm misreading this just because he's a kid that doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't seem to tweet a lot. So there could be a lot going on in his recruitment that we don't know about. But I also wonder if maybe he's a kid that his name came out really early and yeah, maybe, you know, maybe some of these big time schools, he, he built up this offer list early, but the recruitment seems to have slowed down a little bit and be more of like a Missouri, Iowa State, kind of a regional recruitment regional. than it would be a national recruitment. Is that, is that how you look at it? Yeah, I kind of get that impression, too. And if you kind of look at, you know, the very few interviews he's done recently, I mean, it's it's kind of been regional schools he's mentioned, you know, in, in terms of visiting, too. So I don't know if those bigger schools have kind of backed off. And maybe he's a guy that just wants to stay a little bit local, too, and, and you know, have a chance for his family to go watch him play uh, whenever they can. So, which, I mean, you know, in a situation like that, obviously bodes well for Missouri, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, that workout was pretty big. You know, we were – we kind of talked about this on last week's show. We mentioned it on the board multiple times, but, you know, I don't think he was very high on Missouri's board before he came in and worked out in July. And that July workouts really kind of accelerated his, his stock up their board. So uh, it'd be interesting to kind of pay attention to that moving forward. Well, and one thing we haven't talked a lot about, like Missouri's success here recently, especially with local kids, you mentioned the regional recruitment. Um, Kansas is very poor at football right now. Illinois is pretty poor at football. Nebraska is as bad as it's been in a long time. Kansas State is nothing special. Um, so really, when you're talking to regional schools, it's it's kind of Iowa and Iowa State. And then, mm -hmm. obviously, you start to deal with the Oklahoma schools a little bit, but Arkansas hadn't been all that good either. So the schools that immediately surround Missouri, like they're almost all outside of the schools in Iowa and Oklahoma pretty much down and so I, I think that's probably a contributing factor because a lot of these kids, hey, they might go a state or two away, but a lot of them don't want to go 900 miles away, 1,500 miles away to play right. college football. So a lot of coaches talk about this three to 500-mile radius. Well, if you go a three mm -hmm. to 500-mile radius from Columbia, I mean, outside of Oklahoma, Iowa, and Iowa State, there's just not a lot that's attractive right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, you look at the, you, you talk about trajectory of the programs and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, you're, there's not, Missouri's a good option when you're talking about regional uh, options for a guy that's in Kansas City. So, um, yeah, uh, like I said, bo bodes well. And, and obviously, uh, I kind of go back, kind of go back and, uh, and, you know, we're talking about Luther Burton, you're possibly going to watch his game. That was kind of a, a common theme with, uh, with uh, Marquise and Isaac talking to them over the weekend. They are, uh, all in on trying to recruit Luther Burden, yeah. so uh, it's it's this kind a of team an all-in process for the in-state kids to try to get him in the in the class now that he's decommitted. No question, no question. Keegan helping out our research a little bit says Shea Patterson was number twenty at Ole Miss, and Jared Lorenzen, the uh, the hefty lefty, uh, was number twenty in Kentucky. So yeah, I should I should have known that he was actually twenty two, I believe. Twenty two. So, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go. I mean, we're, we're not here just to educate you on recruiting. We're here to educate you on all the meaningful college football things. Clear backs with 20-plus numbers. <laughs> right, that happened in, uh, in college football. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know, Sean. I, I think we've we've more or less kind of caught people up on on what we know right now. We're gonna um, definitely make a, a concerted effort here over the season to to see as many of the kids that are currently committed to Missouri as we can. I know you're gonna gonna go to a few different games. Uh, now, look, we're we're probably not going to uh, El Paso, right, to see Tavoris Jones. Um, I looked up. I mean, I, I, here's here was the fun fact I learned this week. It the drive from Columbia to Houston is only an hour longer than the drive from Houston to El Paso. Mm, so nice. There's some geography for you. Look, if you get some sponsorships, you can get like one of those Sprinter vans and just put Power Missou, right. put Power Missou World Tour on it, and I'll just <laughs> we'll we'll just get in there. We'll sleep in like truck stops overnight and save money. You know. I mean, I'm be honest, man. That sounds horrible. If you want to do it, cool. <laughs> uh, if if we can get a no, hyper, it, if we get the Columbia El Paso Hyperloop going, I, I'll hop on that. <laughs> so it's a yeah, it's a very terrible idea. That's why I mentioned it because I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Well, Sean, appreciate you jumping on, man. Uh, I don't know. Do we miss anything? You got a you got a hit here at the end? No, we we're just talking about Sam Horn. We were talking about this before we came on air. Uh, we'll I'll eventually get down and watch a Sam Horn game and cover that uh, in the next probably couple of weeks or so. So stay tuned to that. So we'll we'll get down there. Obviously, that's a big time commitment for Missouri, and uh, obviously had a huge game. So uh, we'll get down there and definitely profile him at some point in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, good deal, Sean. We'll let you go, man. I know we both got things uh, going on later this morning, so we will uh, catch up with you later on. Thanks, bud. All right. Thanks, Gabe. All right. Thanks to Sean Williams for uh, joining me and kind of kind of catching all you guys up. A lot of this stuff, look, has been on the message board. It's been on the site. We've got a video interview with uh, with Isaac Thompson up there right now. Had one over the weekend with Marquise Graciel. We'll have a story on Ryan Wingo coming up. We're hitting those games on on Friday night that we mentioned. Uh, but this is just kind of another format to deliver the news to you guys. And um once again, it's made possible by Brandon Barnes, your uh, local mortgage banker at USA Mortgage. You can hit him by email bbarnes at usa-mortgage.com, online at showmemortgage.com. Got a couple phone numbers there. Uh, you can hit up Brandon Barnes on the on Power Mizzou's message boards. There's all kinds of ways to get in touch with him. So we certainly encourage you to do that for any of your mortgage needs, for your recruiting needs. Hey, you just hit PowerMizzou.com. So uh, we'll talk to you guys there, and we will be back tomorrow. Mitchell Forty's joining me for the 573 report. We'll have some... Uh, practice availability, interviewing Eli Drinkwitz later today, maybe some players. So ought to have some fresh information for you guys there. We'll talk to you tomorrow.